I'm Shannon. And I am Rami. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. Shannon, uh, this week we are talking about something that you talk about quite regularly. This is like a normal, this is like a top five Shannon topic, I think. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> gosh, yeah. So an- another bonus, like really listen, because this is Shannon, prime Shannon. This is, you're getting your money's worth this week and you're paying nothing. So you're definitely getting your money's worth. Okay, so this week we're talking about how to cocoon in place. If you're not familiar with this term cocooning, I would encourage you to go back to episode 46, where we talk about um, the cycle of renewal using Michelle Obama's career as, as a little bit of a placeholder. So cocooning essentially refers to a season of life where we're wanting or needing to take some time to restore ourselves. It's maybe after a period of long burnout, a period of long uh, dissatisfaction. So you're needing to restore in this phase of the cycle, reflect and discover the way forward. It's like when you know, ah, life is not working right now. I don't want to be continuing to do the things that I'm doing, but you don't yet know what you want to do instead. So that's cocooning. And specifically, we're talking about how the hell do you do that when you have a full-time job? Because not everybody can cocoon, can, or excuse me, not everybody can just quit their job without a plan. So how the heck do you make time for rest and reflection and discovering the way forward when you're also working full-time? So we're going to talk about that specifically this week. I like that a lot. I think, especially in 46, when we were talking about it, a lot of it is like, making and taking breaks to like cocoon to like figure out the next thing like really to do it the right to do it to do it it was like okay take time out of everything and like do it right like take a week off of work or quit or whatever it is but i think most of us don't have the opportunity to do that so i'm excited to see how we can do that while we're working full-time and there's a kid yelling at me that he needs poop Yes. Yes. So first and foremost, people might not like this, but first and foremost, we need to make space. So that's really step one for restoration and reflection. We have to make space for it. And what I share with clients oftentimes that tends to resonate for them is that new beginnings often start with an ending. So there are things that we need to stop doing in order to make space to see what wants to come in anew. So for example, uh, I was talking with my nephew-in-law. Hi, Travis, if you're listening to this. I hope he doesn't mind. I was talking with my nephew-in-law recently, and he's in a a place of transition. And he's questioning, well, how the heck do I make time for this? I have two kids. I think they have two kids under two right now. And he's got to let go of some things, right? He's a volunteer firefighter. He is on all these committees in his like spare time and he has a full-time job and he has two little kids and he helps people all the time. He's a classic Enneagram too, like constantly helping people with their house projects. And so it was kind of like the hard conversation of saying like, okay, buddy, like your new beginning is probably going to start with an ending in the sense of maybe it's time to stop doing the volunteer firefighting stuff. Maybe it's time for you to not be on so many committees. Maybe it's time for you to start saying no to people that you often help. Or let people know that things are going to need to change in terms of your availability. So step one has got to be making that space. Where What can you end? What can you let go of? It might be projects inside the office or it might be projects outside of the office. And I think, too, 
I really like this because you've got to let go of some things to try and get to that next thing. Yes. But it might be as simple as like making a list of all the things and Marie Kondoing and saying like, okay, which of these give me the most joy and which of these are not giving me joy? And maybe I just need to stop those other things. It's not worth investing time to make them become something that gives me joy again. Because look, not everything is going to give you joy forever. And that's why you just need to be okay with letting those go. Yes, yes. So doing that audit to find the ways to make space. The other thought that I'm remembering here that I'll say to clients sometimes who are in this phase is we got to get really comfortable with getting like a, a D at work right now, right? So you know wherever you are is likely not going to be your future. So how can you get a little bit more comfortable with like the C effort or the D effort every day? instead of the high achiever extraordinaire, look at me and how much I kick ass and take names in my job every day. That can yeah. be really uncomfortable for folks, but it's an option. <laughs> well, I like the idea and maybe we don't say C or D effort, but maybe we say like the passing effort Yeah. just so that people are like doing the minimum that they need to, that everything is still working. Yes. They're not dropping the ball. They're delivering what they need to at the time they need to, but they're not going above and beyond. And I think exactly. that's the thing, like drop the above and beyond and you're fine. Yes, you're not signing up for extra projects anymore. Okay, so now let's move into step two. So you've done step one, you've made some space in your calendar. But now you're like, well, what the hell do I do with that space that I just created, which can be a little bit terrifying. The second thing that you need to do in the cocooning while working is restoration. This is going to look different for everybody. And this may look different for those folks who are still working versus those folks who are able to consciously like take some time away from work. It could be as simple as a client that I am newly working with loves making jewelry. <laughs> That's an example of something that might be restorative for you. It, it doesn't have to have like a purpose beyond that other than you just enjoy it and it helps you fill your tank. For me, when I was moving through cocooning, uh, cocooning, I was shocked at how much I wanted to garden again. Like, you know, since I hadn't gardened in 10 years, but I felt for me, it was like something from my childhood. And oftentimes that's what I notice in clients is like, it's often things that are connecting us back to our roots, to our childhood. We're trying to remember a part of ourselves that maybe we've forgotten in all of the hubbub. So figuring out what is restorative for you and making some time for that. It doesn't have to be gobs and gobs on end, but can you set up a little space in your house and work on your jewelry for an hour a week? Anything to support you in restoring the well. I like this. So I'm just thinking through this whole thing. It's like, okay, I'm like burnt out or at a crossroads in my life. So I need, I want to cocoon and, and find a way to make a change. So the yes. first thing I need to do is to make the space by preferably getting rid of some things or, or lowering the energy output for some things. Mm -hmm. And then the second step is really like, how do you re-energize yourself to be in the space to do the work the next, I assume the next two steps that we're going to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. Because you cannot reflect, which is the next step we'll talk about on an empty tank of gas. It just doesn't work. I've seen folks try to do it. And it's futile. You're exhausted. And how understandable that you're exhausted. You just went through a really crappy time of like your life and work existence. So I'm thinking of a teacher that I'm coaching right now who like, God bless teachers everywhere. They're extremely overworked and burnt out right now. Mm -hmm. So no, the first I made the mistake of like asking her the question. So what are the options that you see? And I thought, wait a second, we need to take a step back here. 
her basic need right now is to figure out what she can make space, where she can make space, and to rest. Mm-hmm. Of course she's not going to have an answer to the question of what do I want to do next when she's freaking exhausted every day. So that's why that rest part is so important. Okay, so then moving into step three, you have let go, you have restored yourself a little bit, or you're on the journey of restoration, and now we move into that reflection time. So for folks who are working, what I like to suggest is consider making a weekly cocooning date for yourself. It can be as little or as much time as you can spare. Maybe start with 15 minutes. If you can spare 30, that's great. My other advice is to make these dates with yourself as pleasurable as possible. So for example, uh, when I was in my cocooning season, I made a list of a bunch of coffee shops around town that I'd never been to that I wanted to go to. I would go to a coffee shop, I would get my favorite beverage, and I would engage in the reflection practices that I had set aside for myself. And we'll talk a little bit more about what those might be. So making it as pleasure as possible. If it's just in your own home, can you find like the coziest chair and light a candle and listen to some nice music and just let it be um, really sacred in a sense? So then the question often comes for folks, but like, but like, what am I supposed to reflect on? I remember asking my coach when I was in this phase, what the, like, what is this thing you call reflection? (laughs) What do I do? So for listeners, I'm going to really simplify this. I want to encourage you to keep a running list of three things. What do you want to hold on to? What do you want to let go of? Even though you did some already, we want to let go of even more probably. And what are you considering taking on? So let's break these down a little bit. So hold on is what are the things that you definitely want to keep about this current chapter? So for example, you maybe want to keep your kids and your partner and where you live. Those things might not be broken. Certain parts of what you do, perhaps. For me, it was that I really loved developing people. Those are worthwhile to name and reflect on. Like you're not, because it can feel really overwhelming. So how do we focus on like, what, what is here that I want to keep? The next one is the let go. So what would you love to no longer be doing? I would really love to no longer be managing a $1.4 billion budget at Target. I would really love to not have to do forecast every month. I would really love to not have to be in meetings 30 hours a week and maybe have it look like more like 20 hours a week of my life is in meetings, whatever it might be, beginning to name those things. And then the take on list is about making a list of your, what I call your possible selves or what Armenia Abara calls possible selves. I don't remember what episode we talked about working identity, but we talked about that whole book there. So possible selves is like, when when I was making a list of possible selves, it was like, maybe I want to be a coach. Maybe I want to be a restaurant owner. Maybe I want to start a dog walking company. Maybe I want to go be an executive director at a nonprofit. Like I'm telling you, I was all over the place with the possible selves that I considered. Maybe I want to be a foster parent, right? So making that list of possible selves, and then from that place, finding small experiments that you can run. Experiments might be I'm just going to go talk to a coach or I'm going to go talk to a dog walker or I'm going to go talk to the owner of the restaurant that I love to frequent, whatever it is to begin like experimenting and playing with the idea, Mm -hmm. trying on for size, these different um, outfits, as I put it. So those are the three big things. And then continuing to check in with them every week to notice, well, what's staying the same? What's changing as I'm learning more about the possibilities for myself? And then if you want to go deeper, I have what I call the Cocooners Workbook. 
um, on my website. And I'm remembering that I wrote this down. I'll make a special discount code for listeners. So if you want to download it, it's a, a downloadable workbook. I don't send you a physical copy. And you can use the code WPH Workplace Hugs 50. WPH 50. And I'll give you 50% off that. Um, because the questions to ask yourself sometimes can be the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And that workbook is 85 pages of questions and meditations and exercises to support people in finding the way forward. And then if you need a way to remember what to reflect on, you can always think of it as the Wilson Phillips Elsa aha reflection practice. What the hell is that? (laughs) What song do we know by Wilson Phillips, Shannon? I don't know. Hold on. It's from the end of Bridesmaids. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. And then Elsa is let it go. And then aha is take on me. So, oh my go. gosh! The Wilson That's Phillips great. Elsa Aha reflection practice. That's a mouthful. I think. Hold on, like go take on. Might be just as simple. Yes. Okay. So then, the final question on this one. This was a listener submitted question. The final question of this is like, well, how do I cocoon while working, but not have regret or remorse about any choices that I make? Mm-hmm. This is a little bit comical because I think like it's it's pretty impossible to to never have any regret or remorse but here's some thoughts on that part take your time let yourself go slow in this process and experiment wherever possible so again we talked about like how do you talk to people doing the things that you want to do how do you try doing the thing that you want to do when we're doing experiments we want to focus on limited scope and no long-term committing so for example if you wanted to transition to coaching this doesn't mean you go out and get 15 clients (laughs) And you make year-long contracts with all of them. This might look like you get one or two and you say four sessions, right? Like we're Mm -hmm. keeping them very small, bite-sized. And then making time with your weekly cocooning dates to reflect after, to notice like, oh, did I like that? How did I feel when I was doing that thing? How did I feel in that conversation where I was asking somebody about their experience being in this industry? So that you're taking stock of like what's actually going on inside of you. And then the other thing I'll say here is if the slow path to avoid regret remorse doesn't feel like an option because you're miserable, which is what I see in some clients sometimes where they're like, I need to get the hell out of this job right freaking now, consider making a mini transition. So just get yourself into a different job situation and remind yourself that this doesn't have to be the long-term job. This does not have to be the perfect fit job. We just need a job that's going to allow you to pay your bills and that's going to give you some freed up energy mentally, emotionally, physically. So you actually have the space to do the deeper cocooning work of restoration and reflection. And I've had clients do that successfully too, where they're like, my job is just too high stress. I need to just find a lower stress job and then do the work in that job instead of the one I'm in right now. I love it. I love it. All right. So to sum it up, how do you cocoon while you have a full-time job? The first step, you got to make space for it. The second step, you have to restore yourself. You cannot expect yourself to have the answers when you're running on an empty tank of gas. The third step, engage in reflection. Take yourself on a weekly cocooner's date. And then avoid regret and remorse by embracing experimentation, by letting yourself go slow. We've done other podcast episodes on transition where the statistics show us transitions take three to five years. (laughs) So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you have to go fast, focus on just getting a less stressful job that doesn't need to be the perfect job for forever. I love that. So with that, we'd love for you guys to connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram and let us know what are the 
I don't know. What's our question for this week, Shane? What is our question for this week? I would say, like, let me know any other challenges that you're having when you think about trying to cocoon in place. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's leverage Shannon's expertise here and see if we can stump stump the Shannon. Yeah. Try to stump me. Um, and, and sometimes, too, I would say if this phase identify or if you identify with this phase, I would be curious where you're feeling like you can't let go. <laughs> Cause I would love to invite you into a different reality. Cause you can. And that's sometimes the hardest part. I love that. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami and this has been workplace hugs. Mm-hmm.